about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and max shelby do you notice something different about me about the way i sound no (laughs) rude i probably sound very different because now i have a piece of metal obstructing my nostrils so my breathing is different yes no i meant to say um Stunning, honestly. Uh, you sound better. Any sort of annoying <laughs> to your voice has been completely washed away. Lies, 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 lies. No, but I did get my septum pierced over the weekend. No, it's very cool. It's, I'm proud of you. It's like bleeding all over the place. Oh, that's though. disgusting. And honestly, I, I, I like hate... cried when I got it. Yeah. It well, was... I hear it's hard. I mean, that's a sensitive. That's the sensitive one, isn't it? Like that's what people say is a hard one to get. It wasn't like terrible, but it was. It is like it's not like getting your ears pierced where they just have the gun or whatever. You know, that's what I thought I was going to be getting. No, they use like an actual needle and then they stick the needle through your nose and then it sits there for a second. Love you. And then they have to put the and then they have to put the thing in there. And I have sort of like a training kind of like hoop or whatever that's smaller. Yeah. So it won't get like hooked on stuff and whatnot. And then <laughs> in like a couple of months, I have to go back to get the bigger one put in. Oh, how big are we talking? I mean, just like a bigger hoop. Like you can't okay. like this one is like sort of hugging the bottom of my oh, right, whatever right, right. The, the middle part of your nose is. And yeah. I want it to be like more of a. Oh, I just got the shudders. I just like hate needles so much. I hate. (laughs) I don't mind needles, but I hate like surgery kind of things. And so I I, I did have to like stop thinking about it because I was getting lightheaded while I was waiting. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't let my friend come back. So I didn't even get to like hold anybody's hands during that. I was just back there alone getting needles shoved through my nose. That's torture. (sighs) But it was your first piercing, right? So. Yeah. Nice. I don't think I'll be getting more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I think this is it. (laughs) We'll have this one until until I decide to take it out and then it will be done. Is it it one that you can take out or is it kind of like a permanent? I mean, obviously you can take it out when you no longer want it, but I mean like if one day you don't want to wear it. Yes. No. Okay. I mean, I guess I don't know like if – so – it it takes like a week or so to kind of like base level heal where it's stopping like bleeding and things. Oh my god! Then it takes like another couple months for it to like generally heal to the point where you can like get a one swapped in. But right. it's not like fully fully healed. They said for six months. Ugh. So I don't and and I think it does like um you know uh, like fill back in yeah, fairly yeah. quickly if you take it out. So. Like, I guess at some point, like maybe a year from now, like if someone had a wedding or something, I could probably like take it out and put it back in. <laughs> but, um, but Who's I think no. force you to do that? I don't, you shouldn't you know, go to people's weddings if they don't want your septum ring. Yeah. If you're, if you don't want your sept, my septum ring, you don't get me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I'm happy for you. It literally gives me full body cringe, but not because I think they're hideous, just because my body is like. Because you don't even have your ears pierced. No, I did when I was like a teen, like a 14 year old. But I hated, I hate even putting earrings in mostly because they like feel heavy or like I just, I'm a minimalist like on my, like I don't like jewelry. I just don't like, I don't like yeah. feeling like I'm carrying around extra Me stuff. either really. And that's why <laughs> I sort of got talked into this because I was like, okay, I think Forget this like. It. There, it's like a lot of bang for your buck, sort yeah. of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it gives me like an edgier look without yeah. really me having to do very much of anything. Yeah, it's not like you have to accessorize every day. No, it's just there. But it's yeah. like it's like an added. It's like getting your your eyebrows done. You know, it's like you don't have to put work into it beyond the initial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, good for you. I look forward to seeing how that um, changes your your whole life, honestly. Well, right. I was like, you. I didn't get a boyfriend this past week on Fire yeah, Island. Yeah. We're getting the septum piercing. That's going to Let's go do round it. two. Yes. <laughs> it's Although like, I kind of think that I can't really make out with somebody for a while. Oh, my gosh. For a bit. Or at oh, least for like a play. week. Because if I sort of like bump my nose, it it like hurts. It bleeds. <laughs> it starts bleeding. It's disgusting. <laughs> <sighs> well, hopefully you <laughs> doesn't mind. I know. I'm like, okay, sorry. You can't kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take it slow, okay? Yeah. Uh, it works. Um, but anyways, um, we're here for something that never gives me a full body cringe, and that is the next chapter in the fast and the furious franchise that is that's alarming because i got full body cringe several times in this movie <laughs> when vin diesel was given an acting scene that he had to perform no it's like honestly i was trying to remember how many of these we've done at this point and it's just two right it's just hobbs and shaw and the last one right yes okay and then for my ill-fated oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. billion dollar listing yeah um, <laughs> article that i wrote for buzzfeed right before i left that rip i had i watched fast seven and eight Ugh, so, so i've good. now seen seven eight nine ten and hobbs and shaw so i f- i the thought highlights. going into this movie that i was pretty uh well prepared turns out you i just was not it. <laughs> yeah not quite surprise there's a whole bunch of characters and yeah. are they people who were in a previous movie and i can't remember them or are they people who are in a previous movie that i didn't see or are they new characters it's impossible to tell yeah yeah, no. This is the 10th chapter. Um, famously, Vin Diesel, you know, this is his baby. Out of every stage we talk about one of these films, we talk about how much he cares about this. And um, it, like you said, he's not the best actor, but he really believes in this project. I don't know why it's his baby, except that it's his cash cow, but it seems like he cares about it even beyond that. Like this is literally his entire personality. And I, I understand it because it's a great, you know, time. Every single one of these movies makes me happy. I well, never have to question if I'll have a good time in a fast film. Is he even doing other movies? Um, not lately. I mean, I can't think of anything. Okay, I'm looking at um, this list. Okay, but, so uh, well, I mean, I guess he's in Guardians of the Galaxy doing. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Groot, but otherwise, the last course. movie he did was Bloodshot, which came out like three days before the pandemic started back in 2020. <laughs> 
And then prior to that, aside from like, again, Guardians, Avengers movies, the last thing he was in was XXX Return of Xander Cage, which came out in 2017. So really, he has not. Also, he's in Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Did we know that? Oh, that wow. Famously, no. the Joe, oh, yeah, Joe Wins. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so home. he really hasn't been doing very much other than these Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, because he's been pouring his heart and soul into it as executive producer. And like, I mean, the the behind the scenes drama of a Fast movie is almost as good as the Fast film, um, especially this one, because they announced that this would be the last one, that they were closing the chapter. But then they decided to do it in two parts. So you have Fast 10 and then Fast 10.5 or whatever they're going to call it. Um, and again, this was all at the sort of mm, boiling point between Vin Diesel and The Rock, you know, Hobbs. And they've always butted heads uh, figuratively and physically. And Vin Diesel resented that Hobbs got his spinoff before Vin Diesel's character did. I don't know what that would have been like. Is if Vin not Diesel's character getting a spinoff? No, but there was talk of it. Like it was like, or it was like he's like, you can't have a spinoff until we finish this story about our family. Like you know, it's like there was a sort of ownership, and Vin Diesel felt slighted that Hobbs got a spinoff, and um, and The Rock thought Vin Diesel was a candy ass, like whatever. Lots of social media feuding going on, but Vin. The Rock announced he would not be joining. He didn't even answer Vin Diesel's like public pleading to come back for the final film. It was just no good. And then on top of it, with the Fast 10, Justin Lin, who directed Fast 9 and also some of the earlier films, was going to do Fast 10. And it was announced and they had started filming. They were on set. And then it was, and then Justin Lin was like, I'm so sorry, but. I'm actually stepping away from this. I can't do this project anymore. <laughs> and the drama around that was so interesting to me because basically Vin Diesel is just impossible to work with. He is the diva that we all thought J-Lo was growing up. You know, he's like the way the insiders were talking about it is that basically writers will just like pitch crazy stunts. And Vin Diesel will be like, yes, that, no, that, figure out how it fits in the story, like, bop, 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 bop. And so, <laughs> so they came to set. They already had a story, but then changes kept happening. Even the executives were like, mm, we need more of this. We need less of this, blah, 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 blah. We're going to bring back this character. We don't know who our villain is yet. Like, figure it out, like, all this stuff while he's supposed to be creating this film. And it was just too much for Justin Lin, and he didn't want to deal with it. And so he left. Um and people were worried that, that meant the film would be messy. It would be kind of this um, disaster. But they ended up getting another director. Um, I don't remember what he's Leterrier, done. Yeah. Who I was just looking it up. He um, he did The Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. He also yeah, did very Now small. You See Me, which I'm yeah. sort of like, huh. But I think he was the, um, he also worked on the Transporter movies. And oh, yeah, yeah, Not yeah. the director, but in a That's different right. capacity. And those are great Jason Statham movies. I feel like yes. Jason Statham seems to be the opposite of Vin Diesel, like not a diva, down for <laughs> whatever, and uh, is great in everything. Yeah. Yeah. So he came on board and they made this film and um, they're now planning for this second part. Um, they haven't filmed it like they weren't filmed in tandem. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But 
yeah, I went into this a little bit like, <laughs> I don't think you can say nervous because it's like, again, these are films that have seen them go to space. They've stolen a submarine. They've rescued a baby off of a plane. Like all sorts of nonsense are happening are happening in these films and I love every almost every single second of it like even Hobbs and Shaw like them taking turns punching each other is just amazing like everything about it no notes love it and it's also a film that's fun because it is like one of the one of the first and longest lasting like franchises to really just go balls to the walls like in diversity and different culture like I don't know, like just the elements that come into play in this film are delightful. And it's just, they've really built this family. And um, I I love them all for different reasons. And um, I was excited for this. I forgot it was coming out. And I'm glad I didn't watch too many trailers because I think it was nice to be pleasantly surprised by everything that happened in this film. Uh, Yes. I, sorry, I got sidetracked on a rabbit hole because I remembered we, we were just talking about Vin Diesel. So I went to his Wikipedia page and it said he was like English and Scottish. And then I was like, but wait, isn't he like yeah, supposed no. to be Hispanic? In yeah. This. But then I was like, but his name is Toretto, which is Italian. But yeah. his mother, is, but then his, his brother. Half brother. Yeah. Half brother is john cena yeah who's also like white 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 but yeah. somehow or another his mom is rita moreno yeah, yes rita moreno so i'm i'm confused you just you don't ask questions you just smile and nod blind casting we love to see it i um, think it's like he's i think in the I can't remember his family's ancestry in this in the film in the storyline like maybe they're cuban or something but now I, I don't think that's right. I think I started was the first one I saw Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Did, did that come up before? Yeah, I think I came into the franchise at the wrong point. Oh yes, you did. Because I mean, I love Jason Statham, so Hobbs and Shaw was fine on that front. But then I think Fast Nine was bad. Fast Nine is the yeah, worst one that, that I've seen. seen. Yeah, for sure. And I really did not like that. And so I was kind of like, okay, yeah, this series not for me. And then going back and watching seven and eight, I think I really liked seven. Eight was good, uh, like second favorite. And then now this, I was more excited for going in because I was like, okay, maybe this will be more of the energy of seven and eight and less of the energy of nine and Hobbs and Shaw. And I think it was. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so I liked it. I also... Like, I can completely see how they would say that, oh, yeah, we just, like, pitch stunts and then sort of try to build a plot line around it. Yeah. Because the plot lines for all of these movies, like, don't really make sense. <laughs> um, And even wh- while you're while I was watching this, like, if you try to think about anything for, like, longer than two seconds, it doesn't really make any sense at all. But I liked it. And I also really liked the fact that this is a two-part finale so it Mm. lets you play with the structure a lot all of the rest of the fast and furious movies at least the ones i've seen are very like Mm. typical three act structure it's like 
opening giant set piece. Then we get all of the exposition. Then we have whatever the middle big something like mission awry. is where something goes wrong. Yeah. Then they have to sort of like pull their stuff together. Then we have the final mission that like almost doesn't work, but then finally does at the end. <laughs> and then there's the resolution. And so in this one, when you have all of these groups at different places, I was like, wait, are they going to like, how are they going to pull all of this together? And then at a certain point I realized, oh, they don't really have to because this is like a two-part movie. Yeah. So it let everybody go on these kind of like wild, random expeditions. And some of them were more like just comedic relief and some of them were more action-based and they had different kind of energies and temperatures to them. And it let them do some I think like smaller more interesting kind of fight sequences because they didn't have to do just three giant car (laughs) set pieces like we obviously had those in here but it wasn't the full thing yeah I agree I think with a lot of these like money grabbing like let's split it into like like Hunger Games or Twilight or Harry Potter it feels like really Mm, what was the reason because there are only like three characters and so you just have a lot of filler where they're just like twiddling thumbs or talking to each other about issues you know don't really matter whereas this was just like high octane like everything there was never a dull moment like there was always someone escaping evading attacking like whatever needed to happen it was like (laughs) there is no downtime to just like talk it out or wonder about things it was just boom, 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 plot twist. I mean, as far as the plot goes. And um, I think what I always love about Fast Films is that everyone seems to be having just the best time. It's like even if Vin Diesel is a diva, everyone around him, Jason Momoa, um, John Cena, like anyone on that show is just living life. And I find it so enjoyable to see well, especially in this one, because theoretically, not very many people had to be on set with Vin Diesel because <laughs> That's true. his sequences were sort of filmed far away and with very limited people. That's very so, true. Yeah, you know. because so the main story, uh, let's get into it. Um, so it starts with a callback to Fast Five, which is where they're yeah. in. Um, yeah, I would like to jump in really quick with, oh, okay, before yeah. we even get to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as someone who has not seen all yeah. of these movies, I did have to talk to my brother afterwards, who's a big Fast and the Furious fan, and be like, wait, which parts of this were like completely made up for this movie and which parts of this were in previous movies that they were based yeah. on? Because, the yeah, it opens with this extended sequence from, uh, I guess, Fast Five, I found out yeah. eventually, where they're dragging this vault through the streets of like Rio de Janeiro. And I was like, is this new? Did this happen before? (laughs) And then like Jason Momoa's character is in those scenes. And I was like, I can, I swear I, that this is Jason (laughs) Momoa's first movie, but he was actually already in one. And then I was like, well, no. So then this must've all been like, this whole sequence must be new. Like this must've been a job Mm -hmm. that we didn't hear about. But then I was like, well, that would be weird for them to, focus on a job that we don't know about and paul in the Walker's final there. movie yeah and paul walker was there but then i was also like who knows what yeah kind of magic <laughs> AI. ai shenanigans that could have been so i was confused but yeah yes no it's the it's the ultimate scene the finale in fast five where they kind of take over this drug lord's bank 
steal his vault and eventually kill him. Jason Momoa is a character that was not mentioned in that film. He's the son of that, of said drug lord. And um, and so, yeah, it was kind of discombobulating because I, I knew that scene very well. And so it was like, what is technically new? How did they add Jason Momoa to this? Did they bring the drug lord guy back or did they just kind of put Jason Momoa in frame? And I think it was just the latter. Um, but it was nice because it was like that's what's great about Fast is that they always they know exactly where their characters have gone, and even if it makes no sense for those characters to be back, you know, from the literal dead, they know they like honor every single step those characters have taken, and so I like that it was this callback to one of their first films that really brought them back into the zeitgeist. Um, because Fast 2, 3, 4 were not really well received, but Fast 5 was where people were like, oh, they're having fun. Like, this is absolutely wild. They've become these sort of like secret agent car chasers. It was also the introduction of The Rock's character. And so it was like a big moment. And I liked that they kind of decided to bring it back to that while also injecting like a new villain. And Jason Momoa, he does his like Joker style cuckoo bird nothing to lose silly over the top villain and i was fully on board with it oh yeah incredible i was nervous going in because i have seen jason momoa in several things and have yes mostly thought he was terrible in all of them yes. i guess he was <laughs> fine in game of thrones when he was in that but he was bad in aquaman he was bad in some of his like other um random action movies that I've seen he was terrible in Dune and so I was like this is gonna be a rough go but yeah oh yeah he's our he's our cowboy Leighton or whatever his name Duncan Idaho Duncan Idaho (laughs) thank goodness I think he's dead for this next one I like Duncan Idaho Uh, I mean the character fine his acting horrific (laughs) but I think he was one made to look exceptionally good by being in a movie with Vin Diesel and Michelle (laughs) Rodriguez and other people who are like you know not quite gone in for that Oscar and two just like having the time of his life like the costumes the way that they did his hair the dialogue he had he was just having a blast and was so crazy the scene where he's like chit chatting with the corpses of the people that he's like, <laughs> d- like scotch taped their faces up. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what is happening here or like what this is supposed to be doing, but I yeah. love the lunacy of it. And yeah. it was camp and magic. And I loved every second that he was on screen yeah. and excited that he's going to be, you know, that he's the big bad for the next one as well. Yeah. Cause I honestly was worried. It seemed like, you know, one of their flaws is that they just have these muscle men as the villains and they're very serious and they're very sullen and they're very violent. And it's just like, I'm big man, I'm grumpy. And that's how it seemed in the first scene where Jason Momoa is like, you can't, you don't kill someone when, when, (laughs) I don't remember his catchphrase, when, when suffering is required. And oh, I was like, yeah. Ugh, he's going to be like all like serious and sullen and giving these monologues. But then he just was zany and crazy, like weird and, and just over the top and really flamboyant and fun. 
and yeah, it was just like Heath Ledger's Joker. It was just like you never knew what he was going to do or how he was going to act, but he was having a good time doing it. And so he's basically out for revenge um, after his dad dies in Fast Five. He decides he's going to enact his revenge by destroying everything Dom loves. And so who knows why it took him this long to get there, but um, (laughs) yes, basically (laughs) he lays the groundwork for a perfect storm of absolute nonsense. Basically, it's that he tricks the team into going on this mission in Rome. But Dom doesn't go. Dom stays with his little family because he has a son now who's like eight or something and is married to Michelle Rodriguez. And Wait, then and they. And I was confused about that for yeah. a second. So the son is the other woman? Yeah. So in Fast Five, when Michelle Rodriguez character has dies, amnesia. In like, yeah. She's like gone for Fast Five. I think she's like presumed dead but then pops up in fast six and she just has amnesia um so during those two movies he's he's with this woman um who lived in rio de janeiro and in this movie you meet her sister so it's the woman who is killed in fast seven so basically he has a short love affair with her and then when michelle comes back they break up and she goes off and has his child without him knowing that you know it was his and so it's Michelle's child. Back with Michelle. No, 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 no. He No. Sorry. It's the it's the No. You know what? Now that you're saying this, I am confused by the ethnicity. Because I child... thought the woman was white. <laughs> no, well, no. She's is she Hispanic. Hispanic. She must be Hispanic. Well, I'm trying to remember her name. Hispanic. Yeah. Was it like Alicia or something, I feel like? No, yeah, she was, yeah, so. I was confused because I was like, I don't remember there being a child in other in the other movies. Remember oh, in yeah, there Fast was, 7, Yes, yes, Jason Statham was fighting with the baby. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. So, and then, yeah. But, okay, and now the now it's like a full-grown kid. Yeah. And maybe so he's in, in like, 9 and I just don't remember. Yeah, he was in 9. Like, this is his first, like, I think he's, like, he's seen as this, like, you know, passing child that he thinks and it's, of. And it's Vin Diesel is the biological dad. Ye- I want to say like yes, but now I'm like, why is he? Yeah. Yes. Let's say, I, yes, he is. Well, Vin he Diesel's is. also supposed, there's a lot yeah. of racial things going on because Vin Diesel, again, is Rita Moreno's <laughs> son. Yeah, no. In Fast 9, they're living on the like, they're living out in the middle of nowhere with their secret. Like, if someone comes down the road, you run and hide. You know, you remember? And then he leaves. Oh, yeah. Her. Yes, I do. He leaves that. him and Michelle. Anyways, so yeah, so he's much, he's a much older player now and Dom's whole world. And then it turns out um, Charlize Theron's character comes back. She was the big baddie from the last two movies, one and a half movies. And she has what's known as God's Eye, which is this way to track people anywhere on the globe. <laughs> uh, I don't know how, but that's from Fast Seven. It was created by the um, British black woman and the team now. So anyways. Yes, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Miss Sunday. Yeah. So Jason Momoa steals that from her. She goes to Dom and is like, you're in trouble. And he realizes they have to go on the run. So he goes to Rome to save his team. Turns out it's a setup and Jason Momoa is there. And so that's where you get your first big crash. And it's all 
it's all a setup to make them into terrorists. So he he sets up a bomb to go off in Rome, this big rolling fireball. Which, which I was like, I was like, this is a plot line that I've seen numerous times before. I'm like, isn't aren't half the Marvel movies like, and they're terrorists now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every Mission Impossible literally yes. is just them being like outed as terrorists. Also, um, I was thinking, like, truly the casting agent is like, we need beefy men, and they got they have like every beefy male action star, like between the age <laughs> of like 35 and 50. Yeah. Between Vin Diesel and Jason Statham and John Cena and Jason Momoa and yeah. The Rock, it's like, okay, it, is there anyone left? Well, they found, they dug up someone in that new nobody agency leader. Oh, yes. Who's like yes. very tan, yes. very broad shouldered, very white toothed, very old. They're like, we're going to make frankly. him. They were like, we're out of people, so we're just going to have to start digging people up out of central yeah. casting. <laughs> yeah. He's like from, he has a very brief role in Catching Fire where he's one of the tributes. Um, Everybody has a brief role in Catching Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Unknown to man. Honestly, oh, distracting You're the, the lumber lady from District 8. <laughs> Gets an axe in her head. I feel like I was so, I was so unsure of that man just because he had that weird half, half, like gun strap half suspender on his shoulder the whole time like it's weird style of t of shirt that i was just like what is going on there i really i couldn't stop looking at it because it looked like he was so big suspenders just didn't fit him normally and it just went around his arm but i think it was i think it was a holster maybe yeah no yes that's a type of holster that people have and i think that's what it is but i think he was so big it looked weird it looks well, so that's so flat though there was no like place to put a gun i was just it, like, hangs off the bottom kind of i guess oh. i don't know <laughs> the i'll we'll have to investigate this in the photos but that's a whole <laughs> separate plot line where for whatever reason jason bateman's character no not jason no bateman. no no kurt um, russell yeah yeah wow the two of them are that would have been very different. they could play father and son in something i think <laughs> Jason Bateman Maybe. and Kurt Russell. I feel like they have similar energy. Anyways, Kurt Russell is Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Who's sort of like their like government liaison. Yeah. It's like, of, like some secret, secret, secret agent. Secret, secret government. And he works with um, Scott Eastwood. But yeah. for whatever reason, he's gone. And so in this movie, we have Scott Eastwood. And then we're introduced to his daughter, who is played by Brie Larson. Yeah. That's the Brie Larson character that we've been like waiting to see who she was, yes. how she was going to factor him. So she's like the government side of things. Um, beefy but suspender the holster. It betrays them. Well, yes, because she's working because she's like works for the government, but like also not. And then the beefy suspender guy has sort of like taken over nobody's job. So she goes yeah. to tell him like, hey, Vin Diesel's actually good. And he's like, we're not putting up with this anymore. And yeah. then... So then the government's like, yeah, no, we're done. But then we come to find out later that Beefy Suspender has actually been working with Jace Momoa all the time. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So and then in Rome, as things go awry and they're labeled terrorists, all of them go on the run, but they're split up. So you have the the core four of like Luda and um Who is Luda? Ludacris. <laughs> oh. I was like, what? 
Oh, yes. It's like Ludacris and Miss Day and the dumb guy. And the um, the Tokyo oh, yes. Drift guy. Yes, Tokyo Drift. And they're, yeah, they're, they go to London. And yeah, then they they're run basically into trying J- to find their way to Vin Diesel for unknown yes. reasons. They yeah. find well first they first in one of one of the movies like many wild cameos they go to like a computer shop where they meet Pete Davidson <laughs> for sort of yeah. inexplicable reasons that I, that was a shocker that was a I was like surprise. wow yeah a well kept secret I had no idea he was in it that was movie. like Matt Damon in um uh, oh yeah jump scare Guardians of the Galaxy or yeah. no yeah no that's right was in Dungeons and Dragons Bradley Cooper. Dunge- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 Dungeons yeah, and Dragons, yeah, yeah. not Matt Damon. No, yeah. But Matt right. Damon did had do that in Interstellar. <laughs> well, I mean, he was listed, but yes, he was. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Not originally. He wasn't. Oh. Uh-uh. Oh, cute. We love a good twist. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Pete Davidson is there. Uh, hi, as he's only he he seems to be unable to act as anyone but someone who's high at any given time. So he can't act. He just plays yeah. himself in different things. Yeah. But he's sober, isn't he? So I mean, yeah, I guess maybe. <laughs> so that I don't doesn't know. Doesn't check out. But there's a weird even like the they get high during this scene. It's very strange. Very oh, strange. Yeah, but they're well, having a good then time. The Tokyo Drift guy like eats one of the like marijuana muffins <laughs> yeah. and you think oh okay this is gonna factor in but then it doesn't no, because by the laughs. time he gets to the jason statham safe house it's like yeah. that plot line is gone and it does not come back yeah no they really did him dirty he he had probably the least to do in this film except kind of look sad and push his beautiful hair around um i really don't know they're not giving him anything even after bringing him back from the dead. So I don't know why they couldn't, you know, engage him more. But the the meat of that group is always going to be the two um, the two brothers, you know, from other mothers. The two – they've been there the longest. They're, they have been in the film since the get-go. And um, they have great chemistry and fun with each other. And um, they were really the, the funny bone of the movie. Yeah, they're great together as like a duo. And then Miss Ande is fun to kind of like interject in there because sometimes they're hitting on her and sometimes she's like annoyed with them. And also she's like the computer hacker. So she <laughs> yeah. obviously like ha- has stuff to do in the movie because they need somebody t- to do yeah. that. Um, then plot two, I guess, is the Michelle Rodriguez plot line. Where she yes. gets captured and taken to a dark off-site <laughs> prison. One where... of the nicest prisons I've honestly ever seen. Well, at first, the, it looked like something out of like, I don't like a Star Wars meets Game oh, yeah, of Thrones yeah, yeah. or something. Like... There's like these weird doors, or like Harry Potter, like these weird doors that they're walking yeah. through. I was like, what the hell is this? This looks yeah. like no, no prison I've ever seen. Yeah. And then... But then she gets taken down to a like medical. Well, because Brie Larson, this is where oh yes, Brie Larson, Brie Larson comes stabs in. her, uh, comes to visit, stabs her in the shoulder, and then she to, gets like, taken to a medical out. bay where she's on a gurney next to Charlize Theron, who I guess has also <laughs> been captured at some point. And well, she and was this is... dumb. Dom called the agency, and she was taken in in the first scene. Oh, okay. Okay. After he tried to threaten. 
killing her, you know? He's like, why wouldn't I kill you right now? (laughs) (laughs) And so in one of the more bizarre plot lines, like, obviously these two don't like each other, but Charlize Theron, like, gets them out uh, magically like, presses some buttons like, fumigates everybody like gets everybody out of their <laughs> handcuffs like yeah. they're good to escape and then michelle rodriguez is like you know what now would be a good time to like face off against you in yes. an epic hand-to-hand combat <laughs> battle which i wasn't arguing with because it was a fun action scene but yeah. then but then she like climbs up this vent and is like oh I'm in Antarctica I have to go back <laughs> down and Charlize there is like okay like you ready like now we're gonna work yeah. together again <sighs> absolute nonsense and then um, we forgot to mention uh, the and core four go- also meets up with Jason Statham who's oh, using yes. a human punching bag which is which was a funny moment. I don't think like Rob didn't notice it happening, but basically Jason Statham is like working out when they approach him and he's like punching this punching bag, you know, as he does. And then they have this whole, like they meet up, the agency comes to capture him. They have to beat off all these like soldiers. And then at the end of this set, this man unzips himself from the punching bag and it's just like this nobody that's that he the, uh, See, I was also so confused when that man unzipped himself. It was and so I was random. Like, and I was like, he was sleeping in here? <laughs> or like he was on one of the trucks? Like I could yeah, not figure just... out who, like what he was. And and nobody else I feel no like in the theater did it. either. Because we yeah. were all, because there was a lot of like, what? Like, nobody <laughs> thought it was funny or, like, put anything together. I don't... I know. It was weird because no one in the movie even addressed it either. They just kind of look at each other. And I thought it was so funny, but it is, like, very blink-and-you-miss-it type of thing. So it's weird that they didn't try to, like, emphasize it more, but it made me laugh, so... Yeah, maybe, maybe you, you just have to be, like, really scene. in tune to their, like, style of humor to, like, pick up on the I intricacies. <laughs> But yeah, basically they don't do much else. Um, and then the other plot line is John Cena uh, has to rescue the son, the little boy. And, and I go loved on this, adventure. this plot line. It was so funny, especially because, like you said, Fast 9 was kind of a disappointment. It wasn't as fun as I wanted it to. And a lot of that was because John Cena was playing it so serious. Like, I just remember him being so, like morose and grumpy and he was not getting to do his best shtick as an actor which is comedy and so i don't remember if the end of that movie played into it better but this movie was like you know what let's just let him have fun and he was this dorky uncle figure like just being funny having some laughs making faces and i loved every second of it yeah i mean he has like a couple good action scenes because at the beginning, he comes into the house and sort of rescues his yeah the, the nephew, and that's a good fight scene. And then he's in the big sort of climax with Vin Diesel at the end. But most of the time, it's just this buddy uh, comedy between him and the little boy. And Vin Di- or and John Cena was great. It reminded me a lot of like blockers and sort of the energy he has in that. And I and was Daddy's very yeah. thrilled. Yeah, whenever they switched back to him and the son. Yeah. I know. He was having a good time, which honestly made the finale even more sad because, and who knows if this sticks, but in the end, 
stupidly, the boy gets grabbed by Jason Momoa after almost escaping. And John Cena realizes he has to sacrifice himself to give Vin Diesel a chance to save his son. And so he blows himself up. And it was like really sweet and surprising in a film that never lets anyone die. Will he stay dead? I don't know. But it was good in this moment. I bet I would say there's at least a 98% chance that he's back in the next one because we it never was saw a body. Explosive, though. I mean, it was, but like, didn't one of them die in an explosion in <laughs> one of the other movies? And then it was like, oh, he like opened the door at the last minute. Yeah, I swear I that happened in one of them. I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, good. yeah. So I'm like, I feel like with the car spinning around, like they could have easily like, oh, he popped out of the sunroof or something. Yeah. Like um, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises helicopter moment. I do feel like, though, that the John Cena plotline was fun, the Michelle Rodriguez plotline was ridiculous, but sort of fun, and that the foursome was also a good time with Jason Statham, and I felt like the most sloggy parts of the movie were the Vin Diesel segments, like the sections of him with the sister or like his, yeah, his like ex-wife, sister or whatever, like in- in Rio de Janeiro, like that part I thought was the snooziest. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty short. I mean, yeah, but like he's just, constantly interacting with Jason Momoa too. Yeah. I, and the Jason Momoa stuff, I guess is, was good, but like even the section where like him and Brie Larson get their beer yeah, together, yeah. like all of yeah. the Vin Diesel stuff I thought was by far the least interesting. And That's whenever true. they cut back to that, I was like, okay. Um, Here's a random question relating to the, uh, have they ever used the song Gasoline by Britney Spears in the soundtrack? Oh, that'd be a good idea. Use. You know, they feature a lot of artists of color. Like it's a lot of diversity and it's always a great soundtrack. What about mental health diversity? You're Hmm. right. You're right. (laughs) Representation matters. You know, we should make a push for that Um, because the Gasolina hit was great also a callback because i'm pretty sure that was featured in like fast seven or something mm-hmm. um gasoline yeah but yeah. then the britney spears is spark and it's like gasoline my heart <laughs> only runs on supreme dun, 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 you sound like I a broadway like show like it's like giving uh, <laughs> oklahoma or something Anything oh oklahoma women <laughs> Okay, um, Rude, it's a good song. You should go listen. I, I think it's on it. Femme Fatale. Yeah. It no, it ends in this cliffhanger where on. Jason Momoa, they basically get away on this sort of totally unrealistic, bombastic sort of escape down the end of a dam. Like, they drive down a dam face. Amazing work. Um, him and his son are alive, but of course they're in the damn, you know, like pathway. So, you know, it's going to break. And then of course, Jason Momoa is like, I've had it rigged this whole time. And it ends basically with them being them at threat of drowning. Where is it going to go? I don't know, man. It's, it's a messy situation. They have to get themselves out of. Yeah. They're obvious. Like, obviously nobody is, uh, like they're not dead you know like they're coming back from this we know what the end of this movie is it's everybody sitting around drinking corona so (laughs) i mean why were the girls in antarctica i don't know 
Um, I was not particularly pressed at the end. Like I wasn't stressed that anything oh, bad yeah, was no, going to no, happen no. to them. Yeah. Um, but we did get some interesting uh, like end credit, post credit type scenes. Introducing new people for the final installment. Oh, shoot. I did not watch post credit scenes. I saw, oh. I saw, I saw Gal Gadot came back. Yes. Gal Gadot that was pops up. The credits. Yes. In a submarine in the Antarctica plotline. But she yeah. <laughs> died, correct? I was like, she had died. I was like, like, I never saw her in a movie, but I think that she was dead before I started. Yeah. Yeah. She had died. I don't remember how, but she was sort of the, she was replaced by the, um, hacker basically okay as far as and then sidekicks go and then in the post credit scene we get another flashback to the rio de janeiro i guess fast five movie and supposedly it is the rock who actually has killed oh yeah jason momoa's dad yes. and so jason momoa is now also out to get the rock oh and shoot so he- so he makes a brief cameo, and I guess he will be in the final movie because Wait, Jason the Rock Momoa makes a cameo. Dead. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the Rock is in the post-credit scene. Post- <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't even think to stay. Um, Wait, man. why? Like, obviously, there was going to be just, a post-credit scene for this. I just like didn't think about it. It wasn't even it. like fully like, post. It was like mid-credit. I don't know, man. I I've just gotten used to seeing movies. Bop 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 bop. Nothing after. I didn't even think about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to that well, man. Thank the Lord I was I here. I know. You're really holding your own this episode. Um, thank you. Wait, Eva Mendez appeared in this movie through archival footage? She was in this series at some point? Eva Mendez? Like the... This says Eva Mendez appears as Monica Fuentes through archival footage from Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, I didn't see that one, so it's probably like in some sort of blinking you miss it kind of like smoky. That is crazy that know. she is in this movie. Truly everyone has been in this franchise. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a fun time. Like honestly, I feel like this is like also, like Helen Mirren pops up in this. <laughs> On Wikipedia it says too fast, too furious redirects here. Not to be confused with too fat, too furious. <laughs> What is that? Well, probably nothing good. A Dutch action comedy. It's a remake of the Danish film Old Men in New Cars. <laughs> what? <sighs> Wild times. Okay, anyways, well, we're back to back to the we've lost the plot. I've lost the plot. <laughs> I was trying to look up Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez. She's in the well, anyways, um, yeah, I feel like it was, you know, for all the things that could have gone wrong with Vin Diesel's ego, Justin Lin's exit, like, I felt like this could have been a mess. You have this bloated idea of a two-part finale um, instead of just ending on the clean number 10. But I think they really pulled out all the stops and are really honoring, like, <laughs> paying homage as it were to the things that people love about these films which is the you know they had a little bit of everything like they had the weird super spy thrillery mission impossible style sets but they also had the classic you have to have a 
car, a road race, you know, a street race. You got to. Hot girls in skimpy clothes. It's got to happen. Oh, and they yeah. Did it. Whenever that, that was gasolina, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best needle drop is reserved. Well, and who, did we know that guy who died in that? I think he's was I he think he's Fast featured Five, in Fast Eight. Yeah, Fast Five. I think he was Yeah. Because Jason Momoa was yes. like, you've got to pick between these two. And I was like, who are these people? Like, you have yeah. to pick between these two strangers. And then it was like, oh, <laughs> well, one of them's actually your ex-girlfriend's sister, which I think yeah. Vin Diesel knew, but we didn't know at that point. And then I was yeah. like, some random guy who's like I think it was the yay. guy who helped him in Fast Five. Again, okay. wherever Vin Diesel goes, family follows. He makes friends and family in whatever country, neighborhood, area he lives in. And different um, hoes and different area codes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about with Fast Ten? I feel like it. I thought it was a good movie. I liked yeah, it. It I fun. thought so too. I I hope the. F- I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's so low stakes. Like I'm not even worried they'll botch the ending because even at their worst they're just having a good time like i like they'll win and it'll be great i'm excited for it i don't think any i was talking to rob i was like do you think anyone will actually die like do you think anyone in this finale is actually gonna die and i think they might i think they might let john cena stay dead um but i can't see them killing any of the core characters because it's yeah, not I could like john serious, cena dying you know? i feel like the only person who i could maybe see dying would be vin diesel Oh, poetic. Oh, that like sad. in sort like in sort of a Iron Man in right. Avengers Endgame kind of way. <laughs> like I could see him like dying and being like, I have to sacrifice myself for my family. Yeah. And then having it kind of be like, ah, uh, like yeah. at the end they're all like raise a glass to Vin, you know, that kind yeah. of a thing. Um And definitely no. Michelle Rodriguez is gonna be pregnant. Because they hinted at that in this movie. They, had, yes. they acknowledged the attempt. So she'll this, definitely be pregnant. So that makes it more likely that he could die and she could. Yes. Like they're not the going to kill time. any of the. Like, yeah, I I can't see them killing other people because I think some of them they'll want for spinoffs. <laughs> and true. It's like I don't like they're not going to like I feel like Jason Statham would be someone who could die, but I don't think they'll kill him because that seems like something that they might want to revisit at some point, especially because his sister was introduced in Hobbs and Shaw and they (laughs) haven't gone back to that yet. Um, Yeah, I don't think they'll kill anyone because it's just like Vin Diesel does not see this as that serious, you know, or it's so serious that he would never want to kill off his family. I guess the only other person I could maybe see dying is if they bring back um, Kurt Russell's character oh, and have yeah. him die because he's older. Uh, yeah. And I honestly like was trying to remember if he way. was died. I was like, why isn't he here? Did he just not want to do the movie? Like, I couldn't remember that either. But then they keep they kept saying like, and we don't know where he is and that kind of yeah. thing. Like, they didn't say that he died. So I was like, he must just be like off doing something. And the fact that they kept referencing it to me made it seem yeah. like, okay, he's definitely going to come back for at least a scene in the final movie. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm excited. It'll just be a fun time. Do you think so. Pete Davidson will be back for the finale? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't or know. They there, keep dragging Helen Mirren into I these guess, movies. Well, yeah. Now I'm like, let me look at the. I'm I'm looking at the Fast and Furious cast members list because I'm like, who else theoretically 
could they be bringing back who's like a big name actor aside from of course Eva Mendez who <laughs> we now know is an option Jordana Brewster she's already in it Ludacris yeah I'm like looking through here oh Bow Wow was in it do we think Bow Wow was coming back is he dead <laughs> do you know? I don't remember People weren't dying off until like midway through the series, I feel like. Because again, it Gal started Gadot as just a street racing show. Four, five, and six. Luke Evans is dead, yes. Supposedly. Who's Luke That's Evans? Jason Statham's brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's dead. Or did Jaiman Hansu die? I don't know, man. Oh, and Ronda Rousey. I forgot that she was in the seventh Oh, yeah. Line. Well, she was just a bit role. It wasn't even a character. She's not even named. Well, I they could bring her back. <laughs> what is she Oh, doing? and Christopher Hives was also in the eighth one. I can't remember if he died or not either. I can't remember if anybody died. Idris Elba, we still have him. He is dead, though. Because he uh, died yeah. in Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, well, I mean, I'm excited for this next one. It seems like it won't come out for a couple of years at least. Like, I bet not I this next summer, but the summer after, maybe? Like, summer yeah, 2025? Probably. Yeah. <sighs> I did see an interview where Vin Diesel was like, I don't know, man. Every time I tell my daughter this is the last one, she just cries. And so I try not to say things like that anymore. So maybe he's having second guesses about ending it, too. <laughs> I mean, Maybe I think they need these. to end the series, yeah. but then they could obviously do spinoffs, prequels, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like it'll kind of be like a Star Wars thing where it's like the main franchise is done, but then all of the supporting franchises are basically like riding on the backs of cameos from people from the original, you know? Like, yeah. can't you see them doing like some sort of spinoff that's around... I don't know, the Michelle Rod. Well, no, not Michelle Rodriguez, but like around like the ludicrous character. But then like ev- <laughs> like every five minutes, somebody from the main one is back in it. Yeah, maybe they're like, we gotta get a computer chip. I wonder who we can go to. I've got an old friend. <laughs> oh, it's Miss Sunday. Like, I honestly feel like they just need to do a Mission Impossible crossover. I think it'd be funny to see those those two titans of the industry uh interact and engage and feasibly they're running the same circles you know not since that's so sweet life of hannah montana has there been <laughs> such a crossover i know it'd be so iconic the uh, the sidekicks would all have so much to share you know vanessa kirby is in both universes so they oh, have to shoot. figure that out but yeah messy mm. you're right um okay well this was great <laughs> we'll be back next week uh do you know what we're doing? Uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, shoot. You're right. It's gotten good <laughs> reviews, but I really don't want to see it. I know. I want to be where the people are. Also, I did not realize, no offense to this man, but how unattractive Prince Eric is to me personally. Like, I. Oh, really? I, I saw one trailer so and I was hot. like, maybe it was just the scene. I was I like, was like I was watching the kiss the girl scene and I was like, what is this guy? I, I don't I, I am I don't very I'm turned You could on, not get but... me. It is not giving like, oh yeah, I'd give up my kingdom, my entire family, my whole like 
you know, history for this dude, you know? It is for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I'll I'll pay a closer attention to that then. I'll keep that in mind. I'm more interested in the uh, CG fish and yeah, things horrifying. that they're going to try the, to shoehorn into the freaking crab, the freaking terrifying yeah. Sebastian. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Can't be worse than Lion King. Uh, I, I would not say that too loudly on the podcast, Shelby. <laughs> it could be. We, we didn't watch um, uh, Pinocchio. I heard that <laughs> was terrible. Uh, okay. Well, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you all know that you're our family and that we would gladly <laughs> drink Coronas with you. Okay. Especially you, my abuela. Even though I am white, my grandmother is Hispanic. Thank you. 